I got a nice little globe here, and I'm looking at all the different countries that God is in charge of, and, and of course, as I'm looking at this globe, I keep turning to look for a particular city. What am I looking for? Only because this is one that I'm well acquainted with, and that's the United States of America. And the United States, and then down there's Mexico. You got, you know where that is, Jesus? You ever heard of that one? Hey, it's on there, man. That's a new name, isn't it? Got that on there, man. That's neat. Because if I shared this with you, you'd probably look for some of the places you guys have hung out. And they're important, aren't they? So every one of these are important as we look at the globe. And then I look at the uh, United States of America, and I find Oklahoma City. So what am I looking for after I find Oklahoma City? What am I looking for? Amen. Why am I looking for Tulsa? That's where we get to hang out, isn't it? So how do you and I honor God in Tulsa, America? Because the globe is important, but what's important is how do I build relationships honoring God with somebody else? Teller here invited somebody to come to church. Who was that, Teller? That ugly guy beside you? Now what happened? Why did you invite him? Why did his mom come? Why did this clown invite you guys? Tell her. Big bad. Cough. Do you all know anybody else? Do you know anybody else that needs to sit on that row and this row and that row? and uh, Do you know anybody else? To, that we get to honor God. So is it just these three? We all know somebody, don't we? On this map right here, Oklahoma City, I know a couple of people there. But in Tulsa, I know three or four people there. And there's the joy that we have. How do we build relationships? How do we think souls? And we're going to look at that this morning on how do we think souls. And the, one of the greatest things that I know of is how does God encourage us to think souls? What is He always about? And He wants us to honor Him, doesn't He? And how do I honor Him? How do I get to share? How do I get to share what God has done for me and He redeemed me Redeem my soul. He's forgiven my soul. Did I ever deserve it? Bear, did you? I know Bear deserved it. I never deserved it. I haven't done enough, and I'll never do enough because it's all about grace. Because I can't earn it. I can't buy it. Never deserve it. Never deserved it. And there's the peace of God that I give, at the peace of God that passes all understanding. Because I can't understand it. Jesus, you understand it? I don't understand it. Understand why God loves us. How he could find anybody in Mexico. But he's down there too, isn't he? Because he loves everybody. It, it doesn't make any difference if, if I speak a different language. Or you speak a different language. Or we have a different color of handshake. Or a different touch. But the way we, way we change the culture is a positive mental attitude. Amen? You like to be around negative people. Every time Blue was serving with us, and he hasn't stopped, he always had a positive mental attitude. He'd show up and find clowns out there, but he'd always find them, and they were attracted to him because he was a magnet, because, number one, his positive mental attitude, because he hadn't forgotten where he came from. And he wanted others to have a chance. Eighty-five percent of the youth in prisons, in jail, and in prisons are from fatherless 
What's the next word? Homes. 85%. What does that say? Our prison systems determine how many buildings, prisons they need to build according to what kids are doing in the fourth grade. If they can't read in the fourth grade, then they know they're headed to prison. Isn't that sad? Because who's going to encourage that child, that son or their girl? It's not just boy or girl. It's everybody. And if that child doesn't know how to read and doesn't know how to honor God, so we need to encourage and go after some kids that don't have a dad and may not know where their dad is. So we can do that by a positive mental attitude, can't we? What's the second thing we get to do? We're going to touch. It's the right kind of touch, isn't it? You know, the hit, the hug, high five, give five on the side, whatever. The touch. Every time I encounter somebody, we had, we had an intern the other day. We went out to eat over here. There's a hamburger joint over here called Arnold's. So she's sitting beside me. She didn't know me. And so I'm doing this. What do you think she was doing, T.D.? Nothing. She's looking at me, why are you hitting me? And I mean, she was serious. She didn't know anything about the touch from the old man. Because I always want to what? Now, I hit her. Big deal. But it's got to be the right kind of touch, doesn't it? The right kind of touch. So that positive mental attitude, the right kind of touch, and what's number three? Amen. Do I need that? Do I need that pure language? Oh, Apple hauled me to the hospital the other day to see a sweet lady. And she wanted, she was sitting over there in her chair like this. What does that mean? Wants a stinking hug. She had shoulder surgery, so I hugged her bones. And then after I hugged her bones, she reached over there for the heating pad and slapped it on her shoulder. Then I felt, How? I said, rats, I should have really tackled you, woman. But I'd forgotten. I knew she'd had it. But I wasn't thinking, was I? Wasn't thinking. Because somebody's standing there, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them that hug, that touch. That's how we get to change the culture. of Letting people know, honor God. The guy had been going to the same barber for 40 years. And all of a sudden, that barber said, hey, you're... You're different. What's the deal about you? Yes, sir. And he started telling him how he became a Christian. And his life had changed. He has a new life. He has peace with God. No longer the ugly. And he saw, that barber saw a change of this guy. Forty years. Cutting that same stinking old head. But he saw more important than a haircut. He saw a changed life. I want to share with you. Down there at the bottom. Well, let me read the scriptures, all right? Let's read the scriptures. Psalm 67. God, mark us with grace and blessing. Man, that's good news, isn't it? So I get to smile because of that. The whole country will see how you work. Man, there it is, teller. Big bad coffee. We see how we work by how we treat one another. Pure language. Pure language. And that touch, that right kind of touch, and that loving as a father, and loving that father. I'll never forget what Teller told me about his dad. And Teller would say, I love you, because his dad told Teller, he said, I love you, son. And Teller would automatically say it back to him, I love you, dad. But you know what Teller said? I don't want to embarrass you, Teller. 
but he said, I didn't know my dad because he was incarcerated. Now, you know what Teller's goal is? He said, I'm going to make sure that I'm not incarcerated because I'm going to raise my kids to what? Honor God. And I'm going to show up in their lives, and I'm going to be there, and I'm going to be the one clapping whoever comes across that stage. And I'm going to clap, clap for them, even though whatever the struggles goes on, I'm going to be there supporting them every time. There's that, that positive mental attitude, isn't it? Because now I'm an old man. And I remember who stood there for me. I remember who put up with me. And I remember they never quit. They never quit. They didn't know how to quit. You know why? Because they're honoring God, even though I was going sideways on them all the time. All the time. Honoring God. See how you save the world. And the godless nation sees how you save the world, God. Let people thank and enjoy you. Hold on to that thought right there. Let the people Thank and enjoy you. Let all people thank and enjoy you. How many times do you have to say that? Let the people thank and enjoy you. Let all far-flung people become happy and shout their happiness because you judge them how fair and square. Man, that's good news, isn't it? How many times have we been before the judge, a judge, and they're not judging us fair and square? But we go to the Father and He's judging me how? Fair and square. You tend the far-flung peoples. God, let people thank and enjoy you. Let all people thank and enjoy you. Do you know anybody that doesn't get to do that, that we need to encourage them to honor God, that they get to thank God as well and praise Him? Hebrews 10. So friends, we can now, without hesitation, walk right up to God into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice. Acting as our priest before God, the curtain in God's presence is his body. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Man, I love that, don't you? He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive. I love that word right there, inventive. We can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worshiping together, as some do, but spurring each other on. Especially as we see the big day approaching. If we give up and turn our backs on all we've learned, all we've been given, all the truth we now know, we repudiate. You know what that means? We set it aside. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to be a part of it that we repudiate Christ's sacrifice. That means I don't care about his sacrifice when we do that because we haven't been inventive on how to share the love of God and honoring God. We haven't been inventive how to get it done to share the love with others by spurring each other on, especially as you see the day approaching. If we give up and turn our backs, I already read that one, didn't I? Repudiate Christ's sacrifice and are left on our own to face the judgment, and a mighty fierce judgment it will be. If the penalty for breaking the law of Moses is physical, physical death, what do you think will happen if you turn on God's Son, spit on a sacrifice that made you whole, and insult the most gracious Spirit? This is no light matter. 
God has warned us that he'll hold us to account and make us pay. He was quite explicit. Vengeance is mine, and I won't overlook a thing. And God will judge his people. Nobody's getting by with anything. Believe me. We got a word right there, two words, and it's called show up. I love the song, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me. Show up, the first two words that I want to give you are self-starter. You know what a self-starter is? How many times we've had people working with us and they're not self-starters? So when you're going to show up and they don't show up and and they give all kinds of excuses. But a self-starter is going to be there ahead of time and they're going to show up on time. Self-starter. And I think of a self-starter in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 3 where Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now that's not talking about money. That's not talking about material things. But that's talking about an attitude of how blessed we are and the poor in spirit. The poor in spirit are those that have died to attitude of got it together. I know what I'm doing. You don't need to talk to me. I know what I'm saying. I don't need any input. I don't need any teaching. And that's the guy that Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 3. And the song goes like this. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from the riven side which flowed. Now notice the next line. Not the labor of my hands can fulfill the law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee for grace. Nothing, nothing but the blood of the land. Rock of ages cleft for me. Naked I come and I cling to the cross. There's that honoring God. And there's that following directions. And that's being a friend. And that's participating. And that first one that we can talk about, we can talk about see what I see as I show up. What do I see? And if I show up judging... Will that person know if I'm judging their heart? Will they know? Can they see within me that I'm not judging them, but I've died to self. I'm getting pride out of the way. I'm getting arrogance out of the way. I've got all that behind me. But now I'm there to seek and to save and to touch. At a rock of ages, cleft for me. Nothing naked, naked I come to thee for dress. Man, there's a blessed or the poor in spirit. The second word is that of humility. John chapter 4, I love that text where Jesus is with the woman at the well. Now, Jesus didn't have to go to the well, but he sees an opportunity. That's the next word, S-H-O. That's opportunity for the letter O. But he saw an opportunity with this lady, even though she had been married 47 times, but he didn't hold that over her head. He didn't judge her because He loved her soul, and he's honoring his father because he's a self-starter, and he saw an opportunity, and here's an opportunity to encourage a lady. Here's an an opportunity to encourage a lady. Even though a a man is not supposed to have been seen, he's a Jew, she's a, and a lady, he's not supposed to be seen with her. He could have put her down. 
He could have done anything. But Jesus, a humble man, washed any concern about her heart and her soul because that's the heart of John chapter 4. And I love that heart scripture. The le- next one is the is word opportunity. S-H-O, we've got self-starter. We're seeing what we can do. You ever hear anybody go to a school bus or go to school when the buses are all lined up and they're going to pick up all these kids and you ever hear of anybody following a bus to find out where all those kids live? You ever hear of that crazy situation? Why would anybody follow that school bus to find out where those kids live? Because there's a letter O. Opportunity, because every one of those kids are going to an apartment. They're going to a house. They're going somewhere. And there's an opportunity that guy or that family, somebody can show up and honor God, take the word of God with them, and read and pray. You see, there's the self-starter. There's the one that's seeing, hey, here's a great opportunity. Here's a need right here with a family. Because I saw those kids at school. You saw those kids at school. And hey, I can share with them. Because there's that humility of following that bus. The next one is we've got the self-starter because we're seeing. And we've got some humility in us. And we've got an opportunity, all kinds of opportunities. I'll never forget the guy who's, who goes to the apartment complex. And they've got six or eight swing sets. So this guy and every one of those kids, they want you show up. What do they want from you? What's two words that come out of their mouth? That's right, push me. So that guy's pushing this one over here, and he's pushing this one, and he's running all back and forth. And he goes back over here because this one here is slowing down. He's got to get back over this one here. Man, he's back and forth, back and forth. And every time, what do they say? Because they're getting, yeah, higher, because they're getting slowed down. What's that guy got to do? Every one of us wants somebody to include us and push us. You see that opportunity? Guess what happened? Some old mamas and grandmas are looking out their back door. Who's that clown out there pushing all them kids? And they're watching, and so they ask their neighbors, and they're calling everybody, who's that out there in the playground? You hear the opportunities? The opportunities to honor God, to show up. And then they gather them around, and they've got some cookies. And they say, what's the magic word? Man, you hear the opportunities? I'll never forget our buddy Curly. Went out to apartment complex. Me and First John, he's about that tall. And we took on four, four old ladies. They're all about... 13 years old. They're carrying a basketball. You remember this story? Carrying a basketball. And I look at them and I make fun of them. I said, you guys don't even what you, you don't know what to do with that ball. You don't know what to do with it, you, you big sissies. You old ladies. And they just, they look at me and they look at 5th John. What do you think they're thinking? Here's these old timers challenging us. If y'all can make it to the basketball court, we'll take you on. Guess what happens? They make it to the basketball court. Within two minutes, there's 20 kids on that basketball court. And what are every one of them saying? Throw it to me. What do the kids say in that swing set? Push me. Basketball, throw it to me. I want to shoot it. I want to touch it. I want to be a part of the game. I want to be a part of the team. You hear that opportunity of how we get to honor God? 
of all kinds of opportunities. I'll never forget one of our buddies by the name of Hoot. Hoot and I showed up at a place called Parkview. You never heard of that place, but it's down the road. Showed up at Parkview. She had the cookies, and we got about 10 kids right there. And every time, there's always wannabes. You know what a wannabe is? They want to be in the circle, but they're too cool to be in the circle because they're better than the, than the clowns in the circle. So guess what they do? They ride around in their tricycle. What do they do when it's time to get uh, cookies? Blondie's handing out cookies to a bunch of gangbangers, and she's standing there, and she says, what's the magic word? Do you know what? Every one of those guys know the word please. And what's the next one? Thank you. They couldn't get a cookie with that, but they knew it. They're cool on the tricycle, but they want to be a part of it. There's the honor in God, and then we get to go back and share. You hear that good news, that opportunity? Because we see an opportunity, and because of humility, and because of that opportunity, we get to show up. The next one is the letter W for witness. I told you this story, and you always remember my stories. That's all right. I'm just checking to see if you remember it. Blondie and I are sitting at the Cracker Barrel. The waitress walks by. What did I do? More or less, what was Blondie thinking? I said, what's this gal doing checking this old man out? She wasn't checking me out like that. Just saying, I know you from somewhere, and it started at a school. And we had Warriors for Christ every Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the day was. And here's what she said. i never forget when you guys came to our school. And that was the highlight of my day. The highlight of my day where I could make it the rest of the week and I look forward for you guys showing up because we got to what? Honor God. Positive attitude. Power of the human touch. Pure language. I've got a gal that weedies this ditch back here. It's the ugliest ditch in Tulsa County. It is wicked ditch. And I met her, Clinton Middle School. And she'd show up every week. And she'd stand over there. And we're over here on this side. She'd stand over there. But she'd stand there until everybody's gone. And then she'd come up and hug every one of us. What's the deal? That witness. How you and I get to witness for the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 4. True witness never lies. Man, that's good news, isn't it? A true witness never lies. The letter U is for understand. How do we understand each other? Covey says, yeah, that's a good one, big bad. Covey says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So I've got to do what Bill said. I've got to do some, under I've got to do some listening to what's going on because I've got a plaque on my wall, and you guys know what it is, because I've told it to you about a number of times. My wife tells me I don't listen. What's the last of it say? I think that's what she said. Because I'm trying to grow. Said, you're not paying attention to me. Turn your hearing out. You need to hear now. You can't hear. 
I loaned my hearing aid. It's a TD. I can't find mine because he can't find his, so we got to take care of one another, and then he gets in trouble. I'd rather for him to get in trouble because he can't hear it, Aileen. Your time's coming. So what's that understanding? We get to understand. Shorty, I know your husband, he listens to everything you say, and he doesn't have his hearing aids either. You'll have to tell him what I said about him later. Understand, the letter P. Show up, the letter P is a passion. Man, I love that one. You know, what's your passion? What is your real passion? Is your passion for souls? Is your passion for hearts? Is your passion that others will get to know what you guys know, what we know, and what we've learned about Christ? We sing. I'm not being critical when I say this, okay? We have an intern that never heard all those songs that old Apple leads. I may never march in the infantry. Get right, church. You may have heard that one. But there's all kinds of songs that we learned in vacation Bible school, and she had never heard them. You know why? Because they didn't do vacation Bible school where she grew up. And look at what what those kids get to learn, tell her. They get to learn that, and then they come home, and they're singing that song, and they say, hey, teach that song to me. And we get to learn those songs together because we're honoring God and pointing to God because we're witnesses and we're self-starters because we see the opportunities and the humility is there, isn't it? And the opportunities are all around us as we get to share and encourage and love. But part of that and the main part of that is for me to come to Christ. And I come to Christ, I'm baptized into Christ and I'm honoring God because I want Him to be my friend. What a friend we have in Jesus and rock of ages, I give him all, and I come to the cross, and I give him all that I have, because he paid the price, and I'm baptized into Christ, and then I, then I look at the world all together different, don't I? Because I think of those folks, and I was reading an article this morning about all those folks in India, and they don't have insurance, and the COVID's spiking all the time more in India, and they can't afford the insurance. The government will pay a little bit, but they can't afford, and all these preachers are dying from the COVID, and they can't afford the insurance, and they can't afford to get a loan because they can't ever pay it back, never, never pay it back of the loan that they'll get just to provide for insurance. Tell me we're not blessed, and therefore I get to be a witness for what God has done for me. Today, if we can encourage you, if we can encourage in your walk, in your relationship, or start your walk with the Lord and start that new life with Him, we want to encourage you as together we stand and sing.